Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It is a Friday. We are live in Los Angeles, and this is The Herd. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening or watching, thanks for making us part of your day. It is a Friday, one hour from now, off a hot week, blazing five picks. Can't wait for that. J-Mac joining me as always. Well... Tomorrow, it's Colorado USC, two of the great quarterbacks in college football. Both should come out. Neither may come out, hearing all sorts of crazy stuff. But how about the Detroit Lions last night? That wasn't even as close as the 34-20 score. Yeah, I was so off picking the Packers, I decided to go with the mustache, and I'm going to be <laughs> French today. You can call me Jesson from now on because it was such a bad call. Well, uh, Detroit's better than Green Bay. Even with Aaron Rodgers, they were better than Green Bay, but Aaron was good enough to keep the games in suspense. Jordan Love's not there yet. This was a blowout. It, this was ugly. So you give Detroit the better quarterback in this matchup with the better roster, yet it's not close. Also, Detroit, both their coordinators are going to get interviewed for head coaching jobs next year. Their O-line, top three or four in the NFL. What you're seeing with Detroit, and this is what good businesses do and good teams do, they had a vision, and they're patiently putting it together. So first thing, they moved off Matt Stafford, got a little younger at quarterback. Went and got another number one pick, Jared Goff, got younger at quarterback, acquired picks. And then they get Dan Campbell, offensive leaning as the NFL pivots to offense, players coach, physical presence, very optimistic, very positive guy. That's what Detroit needs. Then they rebuild the offensive line. They go get a great tackle. They extend their center. 
Offense, 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 new quarterback, offensive coach, rebuild the O-line, and then defense wasn't very good. They've had to add edge rushers, get some free agents on defense. They started last year 1-6, and six, lost a lot of close games. Then they won a few close games, and now here they are. And I think Dan Campbell and Jared Goff work well together. Neither's ever been given the respect. Dan Campbell, let's be honest, that opening press conference came across a bit of a semi-meathead. And people kind of roll their eyes at Dan Campbell. But when you talk to people close to the organization and you watch the team play, they play really smart football. It looks like a smart football team. Well-prepared, finish strong, add the pieces they need to. Then there's Jared Goff. Do you know Jared Goff against the spread is the best quarterback in the NFL last six years? Why? Because he doesn't get any respect. And yet he's really, really good. He's the best quarterback in the league against the spread. So Campbell and Goff are two talented guys who don't get a ton of respect, and they use that as jet fuel. And that's fine to have a chip on your shoulder. That'll win you some games if you don't have a great roster. But what happens now with Detroit is they've got a really good roster. It's young in spots, but the O-line's excellent. Defensive line now feels good. Weapons, I like them. So they have this energy that they've been doubted, mocked, the butt of jokes, and then combine that with a really, really good roster, especially in that division. What do they say? Uh, Preparation meets opportunity. This is their opportunity. Chicago's a mess at quarterback. Green Bay doesn't know what they are at quarterback. Minnesota's probably moving off their quarterback. And the best quarterback in the NFL, four to five years, usually wins their division. And Jared Goff is now the best quarterback in that division. He's always been a good primetime quarterback. You know, he's 14-8 and eight in primetime. Kirk Cousins shrinks. Jordan Love is whatever he is. And Justin Fields isn't good anytime. So now you have Jared Goff, not respected, chip on his shoulder. Dan Campbell, not respected, chip on his shoulder. Add that jet fuel to actually a really good roster. And so I think there's this moment in time. Minnesota... We, we talked about before the season, we kind of feel like they're going to move off Kirk Cousins. It wouldn't break their heart to have a top 12 draft pick. Chicago probably redoes quarterback in the draft. Green Bay, <laughs> they don't know what they have. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it over its head? They don't know. But here's what Detroit is. They know what they are. Good coordinators, great O-line, run game works, improving their defense, good primetime quarterback who throws a beautiful football. They had a plan. They had a vision. Step-by-step, patiently implemented it. And I said yesterday, I thought Detroit was the better team. Now in that division, they have, in my opinion, the best big primetime level quarterback in a primetime game. And here was the coach after. We have our own standards, our own goals of what we wanted to do. And certainly one of those is win division. You know it's not the end-all, be-all, but it is important. And... uh, and so to be able to get a division win, it's also a conference win. Uh, that's also two wins in a row. It's on the road. Um, you know, puts us three and one at the quarter. I just, I, I man, I'm really, I'm really happy with where we're at. I'm proud of the guys, the staff, everybody. I mean, that was outstanding. The better team, the better roster, the better O line, and the better quarterback won in a route on the road. It's not fool's gold. It's a real thing. Detroit's here, and they're going to win this division. So what do we make of Jordan Love? Okay, so in first half numbers, he's been awful. (laughs) He's been absolutely awful. Jordan Love first half stats. 
47% completion percentage, 66 passer rating. He's awful. He's the opposite, though, of Russell Wilson. He's been good in the second half. So it's weird. Why? Usually a young quarterback could be good on script and deteriorate. He's apparently terrible on script, but he can make plays happen. So my takeaway watching Jordan Love, and I said before the season, give me until Thanksgiving. He's been sitting in the system, good coach, good O-line, although David Bakhtiari's out. Give me about Thanksgiving, I'll have a feel. He doesn't look panicky. He doesn't look overwhelmed. He moves well. Nice athlete. How about that left-hander out of the end zone? He's got a little it, a little clever play. Right now, running back Aaron Jones, not 100%. Left tackle David Bakhtiari, not playing. Interior old lineman banged up too. Those are crucial pieces, so let's be fair. But you do get to week four, five, six in the NFL, and everybody's banged up. So here's what I would say. I don't, I don't understand quite. The first half is bad. The second half is good. My guess is... He just has no feel for the game because he's been sitting for three years and hasn't played, right? Like, like he just doesn't have any feel for it. Burrow's got great feel. Mahomes got great feel. Caleb Williams, you'll watch him this weekend, great feel for it. Those guys have played a lot of football, high school, college, and pro. This guy played at small Utah State, sat in the bench for three years. He hasn't played. He doesn't have any pocket awareness. Sometimes he's got open receivers and he sails it. He just doesn't have enough reps. And the problem is, now he does miss some open throws, but I don't feel like he doesn't have good mechanics. I like his mechanics. I like his size. I like the way he moves. I like his temperament. I like him at the podium. (laughs) He could be better with a left tackle, an interior offensive lineman, and a healthy Aaron Jones. But Aaron Jones, running backs get hurt. So there's a lot of moving parts here. I'm going to wait. But I do think there's something to be said. Um... It is interesting that he's awful in the first half and good in the second. And that tells me is he just doesn't have a ton of pocket awareness. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a feel for the game right now. And, you know, they, they always they – always, great quarterbacks always talk about you can kind of sense stuff and feel stuff. He doesn't have that, right? Like sometimes he throws a little early. Not panicking, throws it early. Sometimes high, sometimes wide. Guys are open. He misses stuff. Some of that, I think, is just the talent's there. The feel isn't there. And so let's wait till Thanksgiving. But, um, you know, it's like they say about golf tournaments. You can't be bad consistently in the first half. They say about golf events, um, you're not going to win them on Thursday, but you can lose them on Thursday. So the last two weeks, he's lost the game for the team. He just got really lucky. Derek Carr got hurt, and the Saints couldn't move the ball. But he has played himself and that offense out of these games. They got a huge break with Derek Carr. Uh, but, you know, Detroit, Jared Goff playing four quarters, it wasn't particularly close. It was never really a threat. So, I, I, again, I don't have a definitive opinion. He doesn't look scared or overwhelmed. He doesn't have bad mechanics. Uh, the ball sails on him from time to time. I just think it's a – he doesn't have a feel for the game at all. He just – you know, with Trey Lance, we talked about this, but Trey had some mechanic throwing issues. I don't see those with Jordan Love. I see a lot of stuff I like pre-snap stuff over time but there is an awareness feel thing to this sport and that position and that's what we talk about Brock Purdy at San Francisco four years starting in high school four years starting in college he's got a feel right out of the gate for the position Trey Lance didn't play and there was this he didn't have a feel for it it matters reps Malcolm Gladwell reps 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 So I think Jordan Love has a chance to get there. He's been just so bad early, and he talked about the game after. That was a 
very hard first half. You know, like you said, just nothing. We, we just weren't executing, weren't moving the ball, um, and we weren't taking advantage of the opportunities that, you know, the defense was giving us early. So we got to find out what, what that is, and I think everybody just has to play better um, starting the game, me included. Just, you know, got to be able to come out, start fast, and put up points. So we're not playing behind and uh, not – it's just making it harder on the defense. Yeah, listen, I like him at the podium. I like his temperament. I like his size. I like the way he moves. He's an easy thrower. Not terribly accurate all the time. Again, it's not a mechanical issue. So, which And there are guys, Sam Darnold had a slower motion, Tebow slower motion. Justin Fields doesn't feel like a natural thrower. He'll, it looks good. Uh, but I think I just, this is one of these, I don't have a strong opinion. I don't feel he's overwhelmed. We should panic, but it's pretty ugly early. And some of this, though, is just this. Detroit's really good, and they have a better roster and a better O-line, and they control the clock, and that made Jordan Love sit longer and watch the game. Some of this is, most of this is, Detroit's better than Green Bay. They were better with Aaron Rodgers both times last year, but Aaron's so gifted, he kept us in suspense. Jordan Love's not there yet. Last night, there was no suspense. J-Mac Blazing 5, top of next hour. Uh, interesting game. There's a lot. You know, it's funny. It's a 17-game season, but this is the quarter mark. So Detroit 3-1 and one at the quarter mark. They feel great about it. Uh, Jordan Love, they're getting there. They feel okay about it. There's games like Chicago-Denver. It feels like the season for those teams. Yeah. Oh, and four, it's over. Um, quick thing on Jordan Love. You know, first impressions matter in life, in sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First game against the Bears, he throws these three touchdown passes. Hey, Jordan Love, he's got something. So now we have three games to tape on him. And he looked, I mean, you're being generous from last night, okay? Like, he was putrid. Played them out of the game. He was terrible for three quarters against the Saints last week. Uh, he couldn't do anything. Couldn't move the football in the fourth quarter. Yes. Like, Colin, I, he looks like a below-average quarterback to me. Again, like, well, I said he, he it, was, I had heard from a, a home game last night. Yeah, I, I said from a source I trusted, <clears throat> I was told there wasn't a ton of juice. There wasn't like the second gear, which is, by the way, about 80% of the league. So there, there wasn't a, like he doesn't shift to a different gear. He can move. You know, like there's stuff. I don't feel like he's overwhelmed. Like you watch Zach Wilson. It's like this doesn't work at all. You know, you watch Justin Fields, I'm like, this isn't going to work. I don't feel that with him at all. Now, part of that is Green Bay's a well-run organization. Uh, he's missing a left tackle. It'll get better. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, if you get him. Like, I think when he gets a more full implement, but it should be noted, is that you don't always get those. I mean, opening game of the season, Mahomes didn't have Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones. Like, you don't get, this point forward, a full roster, and you just have to make it work. Yeah. He's not good enough now to make that work. No. Quick thing on the Lions. Um, You know we like to say uh, Belichick-Brady. What was it? 50-50, 60-40. Who got more credit? I look at this Lions. I'm like, hmm, Jared Goff's making plays. But wait a minute. Ben Johnson's calling some incredible stuff. Yeah, no, they're very clever. in the first half, I'm watching dinner with my kids. And you could just see it develop right out of the gate. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, Packers are screwed. Yeah. And I just wonder, Ben Johnson's going to get a head coaching job. He's got to be the number one target of everybody, right? Yes. Okay, he, okay. so if he leaves, we're, we're, well, what do we do with the well, Lions? Like, by the way, Shane Steichen leaves Philadelphia. They don't look the same. Like, coordinators fair. matter, especially on that side of the ball. So I, do I think Jared Goff would be as good? Probably not. So, I mean, listen, we got to be honest about this. There's 10% of every job in America is great. 
And then 90% of people are good, okay, competent, bad, like Ben Johnson's elite, yeah. and he's taking Goff and the Lions' offense yeah. to a new level. And by the way, uh, Goff throws that interception, right, early Came first series. right back. You're like, oh, it's over. Ben Johnson trusts him, calls the right plays, next series, touchdown. I, this guy, Ben Johnson. Very Jets, good. Jets, hope he's at the top of your list, Jets. <laughs> Come on, slow down. <laughs> I have a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. All right, here's my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. Commanders plus eight at the Eagles. Philly on a short week due to Monday Night Football. Commanders division game. They run the ball, humiliated by Buffalo. Teams humiliated play better the next week. Eagles may win. I'll take the eight. Browns at home, minus two and a half against the injury-riddled Ravens. Browns, the best team in the league nobody's watching or cares about. I don't know how Baltimore moves the ball consistently. I'll take the Browns, minus two and a half. I'll take the Rams, plus one against the Colts. Gardner Minshew feels good. What a story. Rams played very poorly. They'll get the details and the run game back. They're a better team than the Colts. Rams plus one. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Well, we've all been driving down a freeway. There's a little bit of a car wreck, and everybody slows, looks out their window, slows traffic. Um, You know... It happens. I feel like there's an NFL game this weekend that feels like a bit of a car wreck. Denver and Chicago, two 0-3 teams. 
I cannot wait to watch it. I just can't wait to watch it. I'm going to slow down, <laughs> sit in front of a TV and watch it. Uh, Peter King was on Chicago radio uh, and says uh, Justin Fields probably doesn't have a lot of time left to be the starter. So he never said this job is his forever. He said we, we are going to give him every opportunity to win this job forever. Justin Fields probably has a few weeks because if you're the Bears, you basically say, okay, listen, we always knew that the biggest thing about this season is we needed by the end of 2023, we have to know who our quarterback is going to be for 2024. Well, here's the thing you learn in the NFL. Uh, There are agendas and people have favorites and they protect themselves. So if you look at Justin Fields' career numbers through 28 starts, they're not good. Completes 59% of his throws. Passer rating is 79. Almost has as many picks as touchdowns. Okay, that's not good. Can you go from bad to successful? Well, yes, you can. It's called Eli Manning. So Eli Manning threw 28 starts. <laughs> uh, he won a few more games, but was, was bad. Passer rating was lower. Completion percentage was lower. Some of that is defense now has limitations. But Eli Manning had a couple of things going in his favor. He's a Manning. There was a sense in New York, you know, he's a Manning. He'll figure it out. Also, they were winning some games. I think it was like the second year they won 11 games. Um, and Chicago's losing. And Chicago's also not doing anything well. The defense is bad. Uh, the coaching is suspect. The drafting has been meh. Uh, Justin Fields hasn't been good. So nothing's working. So it's a lot of finger pointing. Those New York teams with Eli, they started winning games. And yes, he was a Manning. But here's the other thing. And this is a real thing. Eli Manning was drafted by Ernie Accorsi. Ernie was a legend. The Bears GM's not a legend. The previous GM wasn't a legend. So Ernie was a legend. People trusted Ernie. And then Ernie retired three years later, and they gave the, the job to Jerry Reese. Well, Jerry worked right under Ernie, director of scouting personnel, right? So they both were huge Eli Manning advocates. Ernie was, he left, handed to Jerry was, and he runs it. So Eli Manning was never on an island. The GM loved him. Eli's a very likable guy. Jerry Reese got the job for Ernie. He was all in on Eli Manning. So when Eli struggled, he threw a lot of picks. He had no mobility. There were a lot of things not to like. Eli always had a support group in the building. The GM who drafted Justin Fields is long gone. And the GM and coach now want to keep their gigs. Easiest way, blame the kid. Now, I'm not saying Justin Fields has been good, but I watched Eli Manning's career, and the difference is Eli in the building had support. I'm not saying anybody's rooting against Justin Fields. Everybody wants to make it work. But there's a big difference when you're struggling. I've bounced around the country, three coasts, right? Three times I've moved coasts all over the place. I generally follow people, not money. Because the people I follow have my back if you struggle early, which almost everybody with a new job, in a new place, a new quarterback. Chicago didn't exactly have a history of getting quarterback right. So I think a lot of this is Eli Manning, through 28 starts, was, uh, was not good. 
But in the building, there was a sense, give him time, he'll get it right. Because the guys who picked him, football 101, business 101, if they bailed, they looked like they were incompetent at the most important position. So, and again, well, I mean, Eli Manning through 28 starts was not good. Justin Fields, more athletic, as big an arm, doesn't look good. He just doesn't have Eli's coaching at this point, the Manning name, and the support in the building. So Justin Fields is on an island, whether they want to admit it or not. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Colorado hosts USC tomorrow. USC should win. I don't see Colorado being able to stop them over the course of 14 or 15 possessions. I do think Colorado's going to put some points up. They're a little banged up, and they just don't have the offensive line, kind of the trench ability that, you know, like an Oregon had or a USC has. So, um, but it does, it does really show how fast a great quarterback with the right coach can turn it around. So if these two quarterbacks uh, both came back next year, Shadur Sanders probably is, dad says he is, Caleb probably is not, but there's rumors and rumblings that he could make a lot of money if he stayed and he doesn't want to go to certain teams. Uh, they would be the two highest paid college athletes NIL and their salaries or the, their revenue would be somewhere between seven and 10 million, which is more than 90% of college football coaches. And I'm okay with it. Both should go pro. Both um, one will go pro, I think. But what we know to be true is that a lot of NFL teams are poorly run. I, ask yourself this. Who do we know in the NFL that's absolutely well run? So I wrote San Francisco, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Rams, Seattle, Baltimore, Buffalo, Green Bay, mostly Pittsburgh. That's like 10. Now, we think Detroit's headed in the right direction. The Chargers do a lot well, but we don't trust them. Miami, Cincinnati are winning, but I'm not sure if they're well run. Tennessee is stable, but they're mostly well run. That means about 65% of the league isn't. And you are a quarterback that will change the net worth of the owner, the value of the franchise. A star college quarterback is worth a fortune. I got into a discussion this week with Nick Wright on my podcast, and if you took like Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and a, a Justin Herbert I'm not so sure Caleb Williams isn't the fifth or sixth most valuable quarterback on the planet. I mean, I think there's only about five teams that wouldn't move off their quarterback for him. So if he gets $10 million next year and doesn't want to go to Chicago, they can't get quarterbacks right since, I don't know, forever. Do you blame him? These quarterbacks, because of NIL, because of the world changing, Shadur Sanders, Caleb Williams, now finally have the leverage, and it's reasonable leverage. They're not saying, I have to play for this team, or I have to play in this city. They're just saying, yeah, I don't want to play for that bad organization who ruined the last seven quarterbacks. Joel Klatt loved Caleb Williams last year, likes him even more this year. The thing about Caleb that I marvel at Caleb, his superpower is what he does outside of the pocket. Yeah. The big plays. He, his ability to throw the ball with velocity and accuracy off platform, running around, 
remarkable. He's grown and developed, and he controls the game from the pocket as well as anybody in the sport right yeah, now. Yeah. And so, like, th this guy's ceiling, which I already thought was high, is even higher. So ask yourself this. If 50%, some years higher, of first-round quarterbacks are failing, what does that tell you? Right? If 50% of the cars on a car lot didn't run after a year, it's a car lot full of lemons, right? Something's wrong on the factory line. It's not the car salesman's fault. It's not even the car's fault. It's the people putting it together. So if 50% of first-round quarterbacks don't work, we know they're talented. We know they were great in high school and college. Well, why don't they work in pro football? It's a systems failure of the franchise. So if I was the NFL and could choose where Caleb Williams and Shadur Sanders could go, I wouldn't pick Chicago either. I wouldn't pick Arizona or Washington either. So a lot of people will bristle at this. Remember when a couple of players in college football said, we're not going to play in the bowl games. I'm going first round. People are like, whoa, didn't change a thing. Didn't hurt football. NIL didn't hurt football. Transfer portal didn't hurt football. But NFL football is better when the success rate for first round quarterbacks is like 75, 80%. But it's always lower than that. Some years it's like one for five work. It can't all be on the kids. Caleb Williams is can't miss. And then I think about Chicago and I think, yeah, can't miss except Chicago. Shadur Sanders looks can't miss to me. Trevor, listen, Andrew Luck is the best, most sure fire quarterback. Ten years. He's out of the sport. Couldn't protect him. Wrong GM, wrong coach, bad O-line. Couldn't protect him. Trevor Lawrence, first year mess like so like I know people bristle at like potential college quarterbacks saying I'm not going to go play for that franchise or that one isn't that reasonable leverage for an athlete that would go to a franchise and make it worth three four six nine hundred million dollars more Chicago's a huge market it's a big city lot of money lot of tradition right now you could buy it and get a bargain. In three years, if Caleb Williams is getting you to the NFC Championship, it's worth probably 40 to 50% more as a franchise. It's time that star college quarterbacks had a little leverage. Manning said no thanks. Eli said no thanks. I don't have a problem if Shadur Sanders or Caleb Williams for a bad franchise said, eh, stay in college, make some money. Take my chances next year. All right, so this story is interesting. The Portland Trailblazers committed a major rules violation. Chris Haynes reports. Portland asked Lillard to sit out the final 10 games of last year to help the franchise improve its lottery odds. Lillard's camp likely made the revelation to Haynes, probably because they were upset with the Blazers for not accommodating the Stars' trade request. So I read this, and from what I take of it is, uh, Dame went along with it. So Portland's like, hey, and this happens a lot, if you're not feeling great, let's not risk an injury. Why don't you sit the last 10 games? And then Dame went along with it. Okay, I'll, I'll sit. 
The Blazers may have initiated it. They initiated it. Didn't Dame and his agent go along with it? I mean, it's Portland asked, according to the story. Portland didn't demand. Portland asked, hey, you're older. You've been banged up. Set out 10 games. All right. People ask me to do a lot of things. I don't have to do them. So divorces get ugly almost all the time. I'm not really into um, the settling scores part, like when it's done. First of all, I think Dame is going to crush it in Milwaukee. I think he's going to crush it. I think it's a better fit than Miami. He just doesn't know it yet. Happens to a lot of us. It's a better fit. The second school, the safety school in college is actually a better school for you than the first perceived prestigious school. So I think Dame's going to crush in Milwaukee. But ask yourself this. Would this story have leaked if Dame got sent to Miami? Nope. So Damon and his agent aren't really outraged by the ask. They're outraged by the result. That's why I don't lose any sleep on this. They're, they're not outraged by the ask. Not at all. This story doesn't get out if they go to Miami. And an ugly ending was inevitable. Ten years, one Western Conference final. Dame aging, missing more games. Portland wanted to reboot. Happens. It just so happens that when uh, Scoot Henderson became the number three pick and they had their star guard, now we can move Dame. But uh, this was inevitable. The writing was on the wall. They were going to move off. It's a bit of an ugly divorce. Um, I think Dame and the Bucks are going to be a wonderful pairing. But I don't think Dame and his agent are outraged or were by the ask, if indeed it happened. I just don't think they like the result. And so that why, that's why it gets out. Rick Bucher on Dame now to the Bucks. He and Giannis have been friendly for quite some time and are basically cut from the same cloth as two stars who were not seen as stars coming into the league. Uh, went to small markets and said, no, I'm not going to go join forces with somebody else. I'm going to try to get it done here. Don't undersell the gesture of Giannis taking him first in the all-star draft over Drew Holiday and everybody else. What that means to Damian Lillard. Yeah, it's going to work. And here's the other thing. This idea that player empowerment, it's over in the NBA, is utter nonsense. Why did Dame end up in Milwaukee? Because Giannis basically told the fellas upstairs in ownership, I'm getting out of here if you don't get me a number two star. And so they acquiesced, moved pieces they didn't want to, remained old to get him Dame. The star got exactly what he wanted. And the biggest star in all of this is not Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Dame Lillard, Brooke Lopez. The biggest star in all of this is Giannis. So player empowerment was not only initiated, it was demanded and it got a result. Between Miami, Portland, and Milwaukee, the biggest star easily, the best player, is Giannis. And he got exactly what he wanted. So don't tell me stars don't get what they want. The biggest star, not Jimmy Butler. Giannis is a better player. It's not Bam Adebayo. It's not Dame. The biggest star is Giannis. And he got a star. Quiet, under the radar, didn't talk about it. But if you think star player empowerment's dead this is an example how it works the star's like i'm leaving get me a dude and milwaukee gave up stuff they didn't want to to get the dude on the market 
NBA's fine. It'll be glorious. I can't wait to watch. And Dame, Milwaukee, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton are going to crush. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Here is our Blazing Five. That's a hot one. Let's blaze it up. Fire it up. It's Collins Blazing Five. Falcons and Jaguars. Jaguars, the game is in London, minus three. I'm going to take Jacksonville. Home team's favorites, excuse me, do very well in London. 21-9 and nine in London, and the Jags, 10th time they've been over there. Very comfortable as a franchise. Trevor Lawrence stunk against the Chiefs. But you know he's the second highest graded passer in the league to Tua right now? He is. Travis ATM is running very well. I think they get right offensively. I think it's a good team that just isn't right. This story is about the Falcons. No pass rush at all, so Trevor Lawrence will be fine, and their offense is a mess. Lowest graded passer in the league, Desmond Ritter. Sacked 12 times. Brutal. Detroit got to him seven times completing less than 60% of his passes. This team struggles to do the easy stuff. Jacksonville's better. They get right. They'll be more comfortable in the pocket and overseas. Jags cover the spread. They win 30-23. 
Dolphins at Bills. It's risky, but I'm going to take Buffalo minus three. They're the only team that's top three in scoring offense and defense this year. They lead the NFL in third down conversion rate, meaning they can keep Tua off the field. And none of us love Miami's defense. Getting better, but it's not great. Josh Allen has absolutely owned the Dolphins, 9-2, 6-0 at home. The Dolphins are coming up a cartoonish 70-20 win. They are 3-0, but the wins are against the Chargers, Patriots, and Broncos, who are 2-7. The defense isn't good. I think Buffalo gets right. Remember, New England slowed down Buffalo, and I think Buffalo's defense is better with more star power. I'm going to take the Bills minus three to win at home and cover. They've been beating the Dolphins for years. They'll beat them again 31-27. Bengals at Titans. Mike Vrabel's an amazing underdog coach. I'm going to take the Titans plus two and a half. The Bengals, short week, played the late Monday night game. Now they have to travel again. I'm taking the Titans. Vrabel straight up as an underdog. Not against the spread, straight up is 23 and 23. Most wins by any team is an underdog in that span. And the Bengals' offense is struggling. They lead the NFL with the most three and outs. Yards per play, almost no big plays. Now, Joe Burrow's calf is getting better, but he's still dealing with it, and this team is not throwing the ball down the field. They were outplayed by the Rams for the first half and bits of the second. Got a little lucky, couple of nice calls. Burrow played better late. I'm taking the Titans as a dog with Vrabel to win it 27-23. Doesn't even really feel like an upset. Vikings at Panthers. I like Minnesota minus four. 0-3 despite having the NFL's passing leader and leading receiver. They'll score points. They leave them on the field because they've had turnovers, which are fluky. Number two in yards per play. Kirk Cousins is completing 70% of his throws. Their rank offensively is number one in several categories for Minnesota. They moved the chains. The Panthers now are going back to Bryce Young at quarterback. He's completing 24% of his throws down the field. They have no playmakers on the perimeter at all. I think the Vikings are a solid team that's been very unlucky. They could have beaten Tampa. They probably should have beaten due to a coaching blunder. The Chargers, I'm going to take the Vikings to cover and win 26-17. Patriots at Cowboys. It's a low-scoring game to me. I'm taking the Patriots plus six and a half. It's just too many points. The Patriots are one and two despite outgaining their opponents by over 200 yards. They moved the chains. They just don't have big playmakers. Mac Jones has been a good fourth-quarter quarterback. They're top five in total defense, pass defense, third-down defense. They'll get Dallas off the field. Their defense has been very, very good. That Christian Gonzalez has become the star at corner. The other thing is Dallas, Dak Prescott now with three offensive linemen banged up. They went and grabbed a center off the street this week. They're all banged up on the old line, and Dak Prescott, passer rating two of his last three starts, has been under 80. So Dak struggling, new offensive coordinator, banged up offensive line, against the best defensive coach in the league. They played Miami, they played Philadelphia. This is a BB gun offense compared to that. I think it goes down to the wire. Dallas wins 27-23 at home, but six and a half is a lot of points for an offense with a bad old line and a quarterback with a new coordinator that's kind of struggling a bit. Eric Mangini, three years Jets, two years Browns, lives in Ohio, so he's got strong feelings. You told us Cleveland was going to be the shock of the league. 
And I will say, defensively, they are insane. Um, I like their coach, offensive guy. They've had so much turmoil through the years. So they play Baltimore this weekend. Deshaun Watson already banged up. But you live in Ohio. You hear things when you're in a market. You hear things you know coaches. Is this a, you know, is this a Super Bowl-ish team that nobody wants to acknowledge because of Deshaun Watson's past? We don't want to talk about it. But are they that good? Well, every, everybody was in deep, deep mourning when Nick Chubb got hurt. He was, he was, uh, he was as big, not as big as LeBron, but probably next to LeBron. He was, uh, he was beloved. And so to lose, to lose him, and then, and then not know where Deshaun was going to be. But I, I think Deshaun, of all the guys we talked about, that are, are these, these trying to reclaim their careers. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Aaron's forty. Russ is thirty-five. Deshaun's 28 years old, and, and he's in the, the prime of his career, and we saw last game w- what his potential is. He had his best game as a Brown, two touchdowns, like 80% completion, 100-plus quarterback rating. To me, if, if he can get back to anywhere close to where he was in, in Houston, they've got a real shot. And, and they're not running the ball anywhere near as well as they were, but the, the offensive line is still really good. I like the addition of Kareem Hunt, bringing him back. And, and they've got a chance. They've, they've, they've got a real chance, especially if Deshaun can start stringing a few of these games together that we saw him do against Tennessee. Okay, so uh, we watched Jordan Love last night. Um, it, he's been bad. So try to explain this to me. Russell Wilson has been excellent <laughs> first half. I mean, his numbers are great. Scripted. Second half, not as much. Um Jordan Love's the opposite. Been dreadful early, but better late. You tell me, what does that mean? My argument is he doesn't have a great feel for the game, so the game gets going, his fourth or fifth series, he gets a feel for it, whereas Russell's been around the block, script plays, all be great. Maybe, maybe Russell runs out of gas a little as an older player. But how do you explain the splits here? Bad in the first half, better late. Any, any explanation for that? Yeah, they're, they're banging their head against the wall in, in Green Bay trying to figure it out as well because it's exactly opposite of what it should be. You should be able to script plays for success, especially those first 15 plays where the defense has no idea what personnel groups you're going to come out with, what pattern you're going to come out with. You, you have total comp- control of the game, so the quarterback should be in a great spot there. It, it could be an, an anxiety thing. It could be the type of thing where... He just is so tight in the early parts of the game, he can't quite get going. But then as the game gets going, he loosens up and and just starts to play. And it could also be a function of them not really understanding how to script for Jordan Love. They've been doing it so long for Aaron Rodgers, and they've been working, you know, with, with with, with that mind frame. And now you've got to get used to a different player and what he likes and what he responds to. So Miami's offense, and I said this earlier this week, we've seen it in the NBA, baseball, and a little bit in the NFL, where the offense can get ahead of the defense, and it takes an offseason when you're off the treadmill to catch up to new stuff. So Miami (laughs) has basically taken Kyle Shanahan's offense and just added motion. And it feels like they're a little ahead of defenses right now. And you only got to, you know, you don't have that much time week to week to sit down and break it down every play, every moment. So I do feel like Miami's got a little bit, it's like analytics in baseball or basketball. They've got a little head start on the league with all this motion. 
Is there a way, though, if you watched it from your history, how do you disrupt what they're doing? Well, they, they have so much team speed. That, that's one issue. And then they're, they're using a lot of different formations, and then they're using some motion to create adjustments defensively. And, and that's all smart because what they're trying to do is get guys in space, get guys with timing, hit the, hit the receivers in stride, and let them go catch and run. Defensively, when you're fighting a, a, an opponent like that, and for years this was always the case for us in New England, we were bigger and stronger than most teams we played. But we weren't faster, so we had to play the game in a phone booth, and and that's what you got to do with Miami. You got to get up, and you got to try to beat up the smaller receivers and disrupt the timing and give your pass rush a chance to get there. Because if you're trying to match their speed, if you're trying to match their their formations with your adjustments, you're always a step behind, and you just got to say at some point. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to line up in front of you, and we're going to try to beat you up and see whether or not you can still get to your spots if we do that. So, um, you know, Mac Jones is interesting. He's had four or five instances. He had another one against the Jets. This chippy, bratty kind of, you know, hit guys, cheap shots. And this, this is like multiple. He's got four or five. Albert Breer laid him out earlier. And I have a source that I trust said, you know, he had a teammate confront him on that last year, and it's not really New England's way of doing business. None of his teammates defended him publicly on this, by the way. Uh, Belichick has struggled with him. Uh, he, I've, I, you know, was told he, he and the staff last year had their issue. He left the building to find things out. And maybe is it possible this is just his personality? And that he's just, I mean, he just seems to me there's too much acrimony here. Doesn't it feel odd to you? He's chippy. I don't think that you always told me this. You want to be liked in the building. Who cares what they say out of the building? With Mac, I'm not sure he's loved in the building. What do you make of him in that relationship with New England? It's, it's so interesting because he came into a really hard situation, essentially taking over for, for a legend and someone who's, who's loved by everybody. And then you, you have the advantage of going into a system that really fits your skill set. And you've got Josh, Josh McDaniel, who's got Mick Lombardi, you've got everything aligned to help you be successful. And then you have a certain level of success. But when you take a step back, you think it's all you. You don't realize how lucky you were to be drafted there and how well it fit your skill set and, and who you were taking over for and that nobody cares about what you did at Alabama. Nobody cares about your other success. You get in line with the way they do things in, in New England. And, and w- whatever ego you have, that, that gets put aside. And, and the greatest player of all time put aside his ego year after year after year. And you think you're going to come in here with, with your little resume and your very little success and do that in this building? And then when, when he has a situation he has last year, to go outside of the building, which is not done ever, <laughs> to break the, that rule, it's, 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 it's hard to overcome. And, and with, with these cheap plays, in New England, we were always trying to get an advantage. And we were going to push and get advantages but it wasn't going to be about hitting people in inappropriate places or, or cutting people or taking cheap shots. That, that's, not, that's not the type of business that, that's being done there. You've been coach of the Jets. You know the media, the scrutiny. So I have suggested I wouldn't bring Kirk Cousins there. Um, I, I think he can shrink under pressure, and New York's all about pressure. I wouldn't bring Carson Wentz there. Never a great locker room guy. That's the issue with Zach. 
Tannehill is interesting. His Tennessee teams have had one-star receiver, a defensive coach, good defense, run game, and shaky pass protection. And he got a number one seed with that. He's a big, strong athlete. He was a college receiver. And I'm like, Tannehill's fairly egoless. You could bring him in, it's contract year, and say, hey, listen, you, you want to be surrounded by this, this, this? Tennessee needs to see their young quarterbacks play. I would do it. My only concern is, how would it land with Aaron? Because Aaron, you know, Aaron's older. Would it be a threat if his rehab doesn't go well and Tannehill gets him to the playoffs? Would you roll the dice if it was available on a big, strong, athletic guy, beat Brady last game in Foxborough, been in big games, Tannehill? I think with that defense and run game, you could win a lot of games. Would you do it? At this point, for, for Robert, he, he's got to do whatever he thinks he can do to win because if he doesn't win this year, he, he's probably not going to be there next year. And, and you're not going to get – you're not going to get a mulligan because Aaron Rodgers went out. If, if the, the expectation is that you have a Super Bowl-worthy uh, roster, and, and, and I, I understand what, what losing Aaron Rodgers means. I, I get that. But if the rest of the roster is Super Bowl-worthy, then you can't, you can't go down and, and be 6-11. You know, and 11. It, it, can't be, it can't be that. Otherwise, you're not going to be there. So if, if a short-term answer is Ryan Tannehill or a short-term answer is, is Kirk Cousins or, or – look, I don't mind Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz, even though he's not necessarily beloved in locker rooms, he's going to be more beloved than Zach Wilson is. So, so he's going to have the benefit of, of that, of, of that uh, comparison – but, but at this point, for, for Robert Sala, you got to go do whatever you have to do, not worry about Aaron Rodgers' feelings, not worry about anybody's feelings, because if you do, someone else will be coaching that team next year, and you'll be looking back saying, I should have done this and I should have done that. Eric Mangini, as always, he'll be on First Things First today. That show has an unlimited budget. That suit paid for by First <laughs> Things First. I couldn't – they don't even give me a pocket square. He got a suit. Who paid for that suit, by the way? Man, I'll tell you what. If, if we had your budget, we would burn our own. We'd just throw it into the fireplace. <laughs> Good seeing you, Coach Eric Mangini. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.